This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. And good morning, everybody. This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeff. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That's exactly right, Fred. And we invite people to visit us at fredandjeff.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. And podcast addict. <laughs> podcast addict podcast addict yes and fred i would just like to say happy chocolate chip day yeah <laughs> today's national chocolate chip day now some people have to to have uh what do they call them carabines or chocolate chips instead of chocolate chips oh yeah cocoa Car- beans or something no no, no. carib or it's like a, a chocolate chip Substitute. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know what else today is? What? Today's National Peace Officer Day. So, folks, get out there and hug a cop. Because, That's ironic uh, because yesterday was the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation's poker run. Well, why didn't we talk about that last week to yeah, let we people did. know that we did? Yeah, I said, said something. We did it two weeks ago. Well, we did it at some point. Yeah. So, how did it go? Were you out there? <laughs> yeah, it was great. They actually... Uh, this is the second year I've done it. They've they've uh, tracked me down and they make me the the ultimate poker judge. So when all the when all the writers come in with their poker hands, I'm the one who who says, "Yeah, you won," or "No, that's you know a, a too high doesn't get you anything." A too high. Now, how many? They only get five cards, or they get as many cards as they can collect. Well, they get as many cards as they. Well, there's you know several stops on the route, but they can also buy. Ah. Extra cards because this is a fundraiser right. for the Greater Tucson Fire Foundation. So let me ask you a question, Fred. Knowing how philanthropic you want to be, if you were a member of a club and you got together with all those people over time, you had a cocktail and went to each other's houses, had dinner. You know, we're very social, but the real meaning of that club initially was to raise money for charities. Would you want guys in that club were that were fun to have drinks with? and raised no money or guys that raised a ton of money, but you could give or take. You could take them or leave them. So are you letting me answer the question? Yeah, that was the question I'm proposing to you. Or are you going to allow me to answer the question in full? Because there's there's quite a bit of uh, response there. Yes, go ahead. So, you know, I enjoy working with people in the broad sense. What does that mean? In the You like just women only you like to work with? Pretty much. And the, the, the reality is that there are a lot of people in this community who – exert a lot of their time and effort and treasures doing great things for the community. And we've had a lot of them on this show, or we've had a lot of organizations represented on the show, and the people that support those organizations come on and talk about their events or what they do and that right. kind of thing. So, I, you know, my philosophy regarding friends. Friends. People I would hang out with, drink, yes. have a cocktail, blah. Yes, yes. You know, smoke a cigar Your with. friend. Let's so be specific. My, my friend. friend. So, I... I I typically keep very few friends, like true friends. I have hundreds, if not thousands, of acquaintances. If you look at my Facebook profile, mm-hmm. but uh, I have truly like a handful of friends. So you have enough friends to carry you down the aisle on the. Uh, I always maintain. I always maintain six friends at the all times. Right. At all times, mm-hmm. I have six friends. Got it. 
So, am I amongst that six? Uh, you're not. I, I don't have the list with me. <laughs> wow, it, it's a list. I keep it on. Clearly, keep... it's a list, rotating list. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so to to answer your question, um, I don't like wasting time hanging out with people that are not friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like in a social, you know, having cocktails or cigars or something. I like hanging out with people who I value their being around them, you mm-hmm. know, for, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me, do I want to spend, how, how do I want to spend time raising money? Then I want to spend time raising money with people who are focused on raising money and want to get the job done versus, you know, having a good time. So that's mm. my answer to your question. Well, that's a good, okay. That's a good answer. Cause there are a lot of organizations in Tucson, probably a lot of organizations in every city in the country. Right. Where people get together to help a cause, raise money for a cause, use as you said earlier, their time, treasure, and talent, right, to to forward some sort of an of an issue, sure, whether it's social or otherwise, yeah. And over time, those those little groups, because we get our friends involved, and our friends might have different points of view than we do on hey, how much it's important to further the cause as opposed to hey, meet me over at uh, the Horseshoe Grill for a for a cocktail, right. Um, and that, and I, and I see that in a lot of organizations in Tucson, where they kind of devolve into social organizations that raise money. And so, I guess my point is, is there's nothing wrong with either, as long as you're furthering that cause. <laughs> yeah, why did you even bring this up? There's nothing wrong with either. <laughs> well, because you know, I, I'm involved in a bunch of groups. You're involved in one. No, and I was just wondering if that was because you don't like people. No, I'm involved actually. Well, let me, let me. Give you a little of Fred's life history. Oh, this so be good, I was on the board of several organizations. What now? The the operative there was was yeah prior okay. to prior to my divorce. Yes, and after I got divorced, I went through a thing where I didn't want to you know be all that active or engaged in the community for a while. Mm-hmm. So I dropped my membership on a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I was a member of the DM fifty and. Um, Junior Achievement of Southern Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona Historical Society. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I, I was engaged in doing stuff, mm-hmm. and over over after that period of my life, I was like, ah, you know, I my energy wasn't there, mm-hmm. and I felt especially, you know, especially like DM fifty, I just felt that you know I wasn't participating in meetings or doing anything to further the goals of the organization. So you wanted to vacate your spot to get somebody else in there. Yeah, absolutely. That would further so yeah, the so cause. you know, in the last couple of years. Uh, well, actually, the the tenure tenure of this show six years. I think we've done a lot. I mean, we we haven't necessarily written a check or. Uh, well, you haven't, but I have. <laughs> well, no, I've, I mean, we 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 have given money out sure. to different things selectively, right? But uh, you know, we we've been promoting Tucson, and that's that's sort of our philanthropic gig right now is promoting Tucson, but. Uh, I just was uh, inducted onto the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation board. Um, I've, you know, a couple other organizations are asking me to participate with them. So I'm sort of like getting back in the swing of uh, being more good. public phil- philanthropic versus private th- good. philanthropic. Good, that's good. But Especially now that you're an empty nester. No, not yet, because every summer they come back to roost. Well, that's true, but <laughs> 10 months out of the year... You're flapping in that nest. Yeah, speaking, and- of, speaking of which, I just brought McCoy back from NAU, and, and uh, he had a great time. Glorious time at NAU. Oh, had. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, glorious time. Yeah, he's doing really well academically, and he's doing real well socially. He actually, you know, he's doing really well with his grades and his classes. 
So well, in fact, that he went on a little fishing expedition in the middle of finals week. No kidding. Where'd he go? <laughs> one of the lakes around Oh, that's cool. They went fishing? Yeah, they hung out for a couple Good hours and took a break between study sessions. But we digress. I, so, do, the, do, the, are we ever on point? The I mean, reason, can, you even, the reason, can you even say that when we are never on any point? I was point? asking you this question yeah. is, folks, there are so many organizations out there that need help. And you don't have to always cut a check. You can volunteer, volunteer fact, at the food that bank, like, that is volunteer like, at the Y, volunteer for the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation. You got involved with the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation by by getting them, you know, booking them on our show to help them further their cause by promoting their events. And then last year you were a Jello participant, Jello wrestling participant. Yeah. So it's kind of the natural progression that yes, you should be on their board because you know absolutely we believe in their mission. Yeah. Now you're putting your money where your mouth is or at least your time where your mouth is, right. by helping them out. That's great. And, and here's something that people don't realize is that, and I may get some some back. Fred back. at fredandjeff.com. Yeah, so um, checks aren't necessarily the most important thing. That's right. That's Pe- my. That people, was going to be my point, Fred. People who can't write a check but can show up to an event as a volunteer, that's probably more valuable to an organization than a lot of other things that, that because people... then they'd have to write a check to somebody to fulfill that need, and if you volunteer that need, that means that organization doesn't have to write that check. Right. Case in point, our little barbecue event, the second annual Southern Arizona Smoke and Showdown, yeah, happening in a couple of weeks, June fourth. So if I show up to volunteer, I can get some free barbecue. Um, if you, my brother, my <laughs> dear brother, show up to bar <laughs> to to volunteer. Yes, we will feed you on the back end after we've worn you to a frazzle. There's a lot of lot of wood and a lot of lot of stuff that needs to be hauled. Yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind the the exercise. I just want to make sure that I'm not getting like oh no, you'll be the burnt eating. dregs off the bottom well, of the smoker. Well, sometimes those burnt those those uh, burn in those burnt edges are the best. But uh, we are raising money for Steel Children's Research, and that's one of our little gems here in Tucson. That you know is looking for cures for pediatric cancer, pediatric diabetes. Celiac disease, CF, all kinds of stuff these guys are putting putting their noggins together to find cures for. Right. And we'll raise a little money for them. We're going to have a great time, folks. The tickets are still available. Find us on the Facebook uh, at uh, Southern Arizona Smoke and Showdown, and you can buy your tickets. Is that like the interweb? That is on the interweb, yes. But the key really is we're friend building. Friend building With through barbecue. a fun event. We want more people to know about. So, do you subscribe to the theory that every person knows two hundred people? Well, I only know about six. Okay, but you only are friends with six. But you know two hundred people. I know of two hundred. Yes. Well, if though you know two hundred people, and you tell those two, all of those two hundred people, a story of the smoke and showdown, and maybe more importantly of steel, and then maybe one of those people knows somebody who knows somebody who can write a million dollar check or has a kid that needs some help. You're, we're raising friends to get the word of steel out there in the community. So back to my original point. So is that like Valerian steel? No, 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 no. That, that there's no no more Valerian steel. That that went away with all the dragons. So the point that I'm trying to make is that it's just as important to friend raise as it is to fund raise. And I hope any of you folks that are sitting out there wondering, you know, what else can I do with some of this spare time that I have. 
or gosh, I wish they would find a cure or something for this, get involved because one of the one of the hidden gems of of uh, volunteering is you end up hanging out with like-minded people and you end up hanging out with people that could be your friends for life. Very true. And that is one of the big, big, big pluses that we don't tell people enough about volunteering. Because if you want to volunteer for the Tucson Audubon Society, you're going to hang out with a bunch of people that love to watch birds. You're going to hang out, you know, volunteer your time at the Tucson Food Bank. You're going to hang out with a bunch of people that want to make sure that people have enough to eat. Like-minded people hanging out together and then after you push the mission, after you make sure that there enough, there's enough for folks to eat and had a good time, make sure there are enough um, riparian areas for the birds to hang out in, then you can have a cocktail and enjoy yourself. This sounds like some kind of a dating scheme. Shh, don't tell anyone. You know that's how I met Tiana. <laughs> I met Tiana through the Active 2030 Club here in Tucson. Yeah, and all those guys do is drink. And girls. And meet their future spouses. Yeah. And raise money for children's charities. You know, a man never stands as tall as when he kneels to help a child, Fred. <laughs> that's that's the logo. That's the tagline for 2030. And I think it's that's changed. It's a person never okay. stands as tall because it's 20, co-ed now. 2030 was always about either the polo or the poker night. Well, but that's not true because we also had a sport fishing party and the girls had a Halloween party. Which were the social drinking things. Yeah, but we were raising money too. Okay. Just like the Centurion party last week. Almost 5,000 of your closest friends showed up downtown for the Comic-Con event and we raised a boatload of money I for thought, Big Brothers and Big Sisters I, of Arizona. I thought you raised that money for your for your uh, biannual shrimp Dinners. <laughs> we did, we, I mean, we lobster dis- dinners. Like- yeah, I was going to say, we discontinued the shrimp and we upgraded to lobster. Yeah. No, no, that we pay for that ourselves. This money we raised from, uh, I mean, we had more corporate sponsors this year. It was fantastic. So the Tucson community really came out in spades to help us raise money for Mentor 2.0 for the boys, for the uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So thank you, everyone that went to the Centurion Party. Or paid for tickets and didn't show. Or no, well, we we wanted you to show up, but yeah, but you but you bought a ticket. We appreciate that too. So, tons of stuff going on in Tucson, and folks, we have a great show for you today. And it's Chocolate Chip Day, and it is Chocolate Chip Day, and Love on a Peace Officer Day. And if you were on our Facebook page earlier in the week, you know who we're bringing on because uh, this gentleman is a. Uh, so I can this time I can say Tucson icon. Yes, he is, Fred. Yes, he is. But before we go, before we let you all run to the bathroom or take a quick break, before you pause, don't forget today is also the 11th Annual Tucson Artist Open Studios. Check it out. It started right now and goes till 5 o'clock. Go to TucsonOpenStudios.com to get more information on the 11th Annual Tucson Artists Open Studios. Jack of the Beanstalk is playing at the Live Theater Workshop. That starts at 1230. There's tons and tons. Sunday Planetarium shows at the Philandro Planetarium. The TSO Tucson Symphony Orchestra Young Composers Project is happening at Catalina Foothills High School. That starts at 2. There's tons of stuff. All-inclusive paintball event happening over at the Disruptive Paintball and Airsoft Field over on West Tangerine. That's going on from 2 to 6. The Mousetrap by Agatha Christie is playing at St. Francis Theater. Tons and tons and tons. The Bluegrass Music Jam Session happening over at the uh, Desert Bluegrass Association on 
8320 Thornydale Road. Check them out. And the Tucson Girls Chorus Sounds of Spring concert is tonight, or this afternoon, excuse me, at 3.30 at the Temple of Music and Art. Fred, have you ever heard the Tucson Girls Chorus? Yeah, and actually, uh, uh, Molina, what is her first name? I don't know. She was... Molvina? Molina. Molina. Uh, Molina. She uh, conducted, or Maestro, or Maestra Molina mm-hmm. um, is is the executive director and music director of the Tucson Girls Chorus, and she was actually the assistant conductor under Julian Ackerley at the Boys Chorus while Alec and McCoy were going through the program. No kidding. Mar- Marcella Molina, she is phenomenal, and she uh, has really turned that program around, and, and if you go, it'll be a phenomenal, well, phenomenal event. Well, just like for those of you that went to the Ben Vereen Awards at the Fox Theater this last week, I got to tell you, Fred, you and I were both in theater in high school. Pippin. Pippin. Ben Vereen was in Pippin. Oh, yes, Ben Vereen. But you and I were in Once Upon a Mattress and Godspell. Yeah. And you were Snoopy. in Charlie Snoopy. That's right. But they they called the best boys and girls in high school and they, their shows, and they had them all perform their, their number. There were 10 boys, 10 girls. Yeah. And then they had judges. The judges judged, and they had they came up with the three boys and the four girls, the girls' competition was so tight. And then they had them all do another song, only being accompanied by a pianist. And I got to tell you, they all, all 20 of them, knocked it out of the park. The little girl that won the best girl, they sent her to the Jimmy Awards in New York. It was amazing. And she sang Bally High. I, I was, I had tears coming down my eyes. She was amazing. <laughs> It was a little bit better than that. Okay. So anyhow, folks, we got to go. We, we'll, we'll be right back with more here on the Friend Jeff Show, so stick around. This bit of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. This is the Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That's exactly right, Fred. And... And neighbor, that's a gonga. <laughs> and guess who we have as our guest today on the show? Okay, I get to legitimately say it, and I, I believe I've always legitimately said it. Sure. But we are in the presence of a Tucson icon. That's right. So Austin Agron, yes. who is who is the, uh, I, you're probably one of the pioneers in local television ad uh, branding. Because because anybody in living in Tucson for any length of time, back in the '60s and '70s, if they didn't know who you were or, or what you said or what you sold or what you sold, they were living under a rock. Yeah, yeah. 
So, Austin, where are you from? Uh, St. Joe, Missouri. St. Joe, Missouri. Right, up by Kansas City. And how did you find your way to Tucson? Uh, my sister had rheumatic fever. She was flat on her back for two years from the age of 9 to 11. The doctor said unless she had a warm climate, she'll be dead. So they, my folks scouted Palm Springs. They scouted Socorro, New Mexico. They found uh, scouted Phoenix. And they found an asthmatic school here in Tucson, right across the street from Park Mall. And it was for asthmatic kids. And the owner there was Ray Brandis. So my mother says, can we bring my daughter, my sister, out to Tucson, and would, even though it's asthmatic and she has rheumatic fever, would you board her? He says, hey, as long as you got money, we'll do it. <laughs> so, of course, on the other hand, now, I'm not prejudiced because I'm Jewish and he was Jewish. And, and it was Ray Brandis, and it was called the Brandis School. Well, my daddy was in a grocery business back in Missouri, and the expense of coming from St. Joe to Tucson was just too great. Couldn't afford it. So in 1948, uh, he packed us all up in a car, and we came to Tucson. Wow. And you've been here ever since. Been here ever since, minus a few years in the Air Force. So your dad was in the grocery business. Yes. Your mom was a stay-at-home mom. She yes. raised you guys. Uh-huh. Other than your sister, do you have any other siblings? No. So just, are you older or younger? I'm older. Okay, so you're older. Uh-huh. So when you're in Tucson knocking around as a kid, right? where'd you go to school? Uh, Tucson High was the only high school in town. Now, if you lived north, you went to Amphi, but otherwise, there was only one high school in town, and that was Tucson High. Okay, let's let's be clear about it. There was only one high school in town. What's wrong with Amphi? There was only one high school in town. <laughs> I got great <laughs> friends that went to Amphi. Amphi, this, I got my buddy Jay McKenzie works at Amphi. Well, that's not something to brag about, but but yeah, Amphi is a good school. Green and gray. Uh, on Thanksgiving Day, we had our football game with Amphi and Tucson High on on Thanksgiving Day at Tucson Stadium, yeah. and it was everybody looked forward to it. Thanksgiving Day that we played Amphi. And who won your senior year? Oh, uh, are you <laughs> Tucson? <laughs> no, don't lie. You know, I really don't remember. No, you know, uh, the, the I'm amazing, sure I was Tucson. Yeah. The, the amazing thing about you that I've gleaned. In in the last, you know, several times that we've met, uh-huh. is you're amazing with people. You remember people. You remember situations. We only have a, a minute or so before we have to take the break at the bottom of the hour. But when you came here to the studio, uh-huh. you walked in and you're talking to the receptionist and and share that story with us. I've, I've never seen her before. Uh, we were talking about old people that used to work at Channel Nine, and I go back because when Channel Nine was built, I was there when they built it. They never thought television would ever go through. They thought it was going to be a garage, so they built it with a lift where a car could go up and they could repair <laughs> the car. All of a sudden, there's television, and she said, I remember Jake Jacobson, Dr. Scar, uh, Frank Khalil, and I remember a guy on TV, and his name was Austin from Bargain Center. Well, I took off my hat, and I said, and neighbor, that's a ganja. <laughs> she said, oh, my goodness, that's you. <laughs> that's and awesome. uh, she remembered me. Yeah. You it, know? It, your, your, your memory, and that's what we're going to spend the second part of the show yeah. talking about, is fabulous. So, folks, stick around. We have lots of fun, lots of Tucson history with Tucson icon Austin Egrin, and we'll be right back. So risky in your water.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. Austin, you ready? I'm ready. And good morning, everybody. This is a... Uh... That's not that... how we start this. This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and you. culture to make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn That awful. is exactly right, Hank. <laughs> we invite people <laughs> to visit us at fredandjeff.com, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio and Podcast Addict. Wow. The first I, time. Fred, here, it's a first marketing ploy. It's a marketing ploy. Uh, if you, you say things goofily. Then people will never remember them. They'll remember them. Oh, Ronstadt said addict or addict or something silly like that. Then now they'll remember pod, because podcast addict is not, it's not the cool. I mean, it's a cool name, I guess. I don't know. But it's it's cool. It's a it's a it's, great app. It means you, it, it sort of thinks. Makes NPR. You think, so, so. Makes you think you need to go through a 12 step because you're listening to too much. <laughs> Trust me, I listen to a lot of podcasts. NPR's got some great stuff. When I really want to chuckle, I listen to some of our shows from like four years ago. We were just... You I know, we've come a long way. We've come a long way as we've, radio I deleted hosts. all those. No, they're out there. Oh, wow. Well. They're all out there. All right, the speaking, one, the, speaking the of The Harry Potter show, <laughs> you know, you just, You there. just want me to like say that word. What word's that, Fred? The word that Harry might say <laughs> when he wants to... No, Fred, keep going. No. So who do we have with us today? I don't know. I'm, I'm on the other side of the board. I can't see a, a Austin Agrin, Tucson icon, one of the original crazy ad men from Tucson. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, now to change the subject, you were talking about that uh, today is Hug a Cop Day. Yeah, it's uh, National Police Officer Day. It's a good day. Many years ago, I was an auxiliary with the sheriff's office. Our sheriff was Walden Burr then, and uh, I was there with the, with the sheriff's office for about almost five years. At that time, after 6 o'clock at night, we only had one deputy north, one east, one west, and one south. Those guys could never call for a backup because there was no such thing. Wow. If you got your thing into trouble, you had to take care of it yourself. And boy, things have really changed in Tucson. Yeah, now if you get your thing in trouble, it's going to be on you know social media in about two seconds. Yes, that's, that's no good. So, <laughs> you so earlier in the show we were talking about how you found your way here with your family, your sister right. had rheumatic fever. Uh-huh. You found some nice guy with a with a uh, school that that helped her out. Cross street from Park Mall. Wow, and and your dad was in the grocery business. Uh-huh. So, assuming your dad reaffiliated with the grocery business here in Tucson? No, what I did went he do? to I went to work at Safeway as a carryout boy in 1948, making 59 cents an hour and wow. happy to get the job. No, Dad. Uh, well, don't forget you got tips too. I bet. <laughs> no, they wouldn't give us tips. Uh, we were called carryout boys, and uh, it was against the rules and regulations of Safeway. To give tips, Dad came out and we lived at 525 North Norris Avenue, and it was an apartment complex with five or six different apartments. The uh, about two weeks after we got here, Dad got together with the other four people and said, "Let's let's do something." What other four people? In in, in Tucson that lived in the apartments. Oh, okay. Oh, your neighbors. Our neighbors. Yeah. Sure. So the neighbors got together and they built the Rodeo Drive-in Theater. 
on South on Nogales Highway. Wait, wait, wait! Time out. Time out. Yes. So you move here from uh-huh. Missouri, right? You're and, living in an apartment. You're yes. a, a carryout boy at Safeway, right? And you're going s- to Tucson High at the same time. And your sister is sick. She's in the the the, the what in, was it called? Uh, the Brandis uh, the Brandis School. The Brandis School. Uh-huh. Your mom's taking care of the house, right? And your dad says. Hey, I got a crazy idea. Let's open a drive-in. <laughs> Let's build a drive-in. Let's build a drive-in. Right. And they did it. And the neighbors said, well, Mr. Agron, that's a great idea. I'd like to invest in your drive-in. That's very true. And that's what they did. And I used to sell peanuts and popcorn there uh, at the drive-in. And my dad always told me, when somebody wants a, a soda or something, make sure that they fill it up full of ice. Because there's less soda <laughs> comes into the cup if you fill it up full of ice. Sure. Well, I didn't do that, and he hollered at me. <laughs> I'll tell you. Because you're a people person. I learned, I learned a lesson that you, you order a Coke or 7-Up or something, you must have a full glass of ice because then you had less soda. That's hilarious. So which drive-in was it? We we built a rodeo, a rodeo drive-in theater on South 6. Uh, my uncle built the Apache drive-in on Benson Highway. Oh, I have and a... He, and he also built the 22nd Street drive-in. No, Now, when did your uncle well, show was, up here? So was, my uncle that showed was, up about a year later after we came. And uh, he started furniture liquidators at Speedway and Tucson Boulevard. So your uncle was in the furniture, furniture business? business. Uh, and, and the drive-in and business. He, and that's how you got into the furniture business. Yes, right. And then um, his brother, another brother, came out two years later and opened up American Mattress on Speedway. And then his sister came out and opened up Catcher Tires on Speedway and on South 6. So we were in the drive-in theater business. Uh, we were in the furniture business. We were in the tire business, uh, all within the family. And that happened, what, within the first 10 years that y'all moved to town? 15 years. Uh-huh. First 15 right. years. Uh-huh. So you must have seen some crazy stuff in Tucson back in the 50s and 60s. I saw really crazy. There was a, a place, it was a pole bar, Pinkies and a pole bar on Speedway. Uh, Pinkies was a hamburger joint. The pole bar served ice cream only. And their, their stick was that they sold a Sunday, and if you could eat... Two Sundays, they'd give you one three, free, absolutely free. Well, the kids at Tucson High would go out there. We'd okay, okay on the first Sunday. Second Sunday was kind of hard to get down. <laughs> the third one, they kind of got sick, and you know what happened. Sure. It was a, quite a thrill going out <laughs> on Speedway to the pole bar, watching them, uh, you know, get sick. <laughs> By the way, the people that own the pole bar, uh, they opened up Lucky's, uh, 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 the, the hammer, the, the chicken oh, Lucky, plate. Uh, Lucky, Lucky Wishbone. Oh, you're talking yes. about the polar bar. Yeah, the pole bar. Polar bar. Yes, pole bar. Well, that's your, that's your Missouri accent coming out. Well, that's what happens when you, <laughs> you're from Missouri. And then they open up Lucky Wishbone. Oh, yeah, we love the bone. Yeah. Love me some bone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's a great story. So so you're getting into the furniture business with your right. uncle uh-huh. because you didn't want to be in the drive-in business because your dad's yelling at you for not putting enough ice in the Cokes. Well, I, I'd worked there at in the snack bar. Yeah, you, he did. Yeah, right. So you get into the furniture business, uh-huh. and and how did, how did that – clearly it went well, but tell us, tell us how well, you went Well, we started from, the first furniture store, Bargain Center, was at Country Club and uh, 22nd Street. 
and it was owned by El Campo, uh, Gift Gifford, the Buck Stretcher. Old people know who the Buck Stretcher oh, was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gabby, My dad used to say that they stretched the bucks right out of your pocket. <laughs> Gabby, <laughs> I, I used to double date with Spencer, who's Gabby Gifford's uh, brother at Tucson High. And when Gabby was running uh, for office, I would volunteer uh, at her headquarters. Cool. Uh, so that was the first uh, store. And then uh, the old man Gifford uh, would come to the store uh, every month on the first day of the month for the rent. Well, my father, uh, he came over from the old country in Russia, and uh, he told Gifford, he said, do me a favor, I'll pay you, but don't come in on the first of every month. Well, he did it again, and Dad just put a sign on the door, out for lunch. He never came back. (laughs) It was Bargain Center at 22nd Country Club with a sign on the door, out for lunch. And he decided he bought, and then he he got into the real estate business, and he bought some property at 22nd Swan and built Bargain Center. And I was there 50 years. Wow. And if I'm not mistaken, you were very, very philanthropic I tried your to be, tenure as a business owner. Here. I, I tried to be. Even to this day, I have a check in the mail uh, for sending a kid to camp, the Arizona Daily Star. Uh, I have a $100 check in the mail today. Thank you. Also, I volunteer at, at uh, Tucson Medical Center. Been there almost 12 years volunteering. Now, are you running around talking to folks, telling jokes, or just... Uh... I go into people's homes. It's a social... It's a, a, a Oasis program. It's put into three different places. Uh, it all has to do with Tucson Medical Center. Even though my three kids were born there, I had two knee operations there. Three and a half years ago, I had a quadruple bypass. Wow. I went into rehab. I got infected. I went back to TMC, had me clean out. I went into rehab. I got pneumonia. Uh, everything to do with TMC. The Oasis program is put into three different places. No, well, you're saying everything was done at TMC, but everything. they took care of you. Yes. Yeah, They. Oh. so you got an infection. And yes. they, they, the rehab wasn't because you were having too many cocktails. Yeah, no, no. It was because you were a little weak yes. after your surgeries. Very much And so. they, they saved you over there. They took uh, care of you. Tucson, uh, uh, Tucson Medical Center did save me. And to be honest with you, there's a big art, there was a big article in the paper. Uh, what I did, uh, I put, a, uh, put an ad in the paper, and I thanked all the people at Tucson Medical Center for saving my life. cost me 500 bucks. No big deal. Well, but, your life's then, worth more than 500 bucks. But, but the, the, then the, the uh, paper called me up, and they wanted to do a feature article about me. And I said, no, nah, no. Nah. But they did. And they wrote an article about me. Uh, man credits Tucson uh, Medical Center for saving his life. He puts an ad in the paper at his expense, thanking everybody from Joe to who. Uh, it was quite a thing. So we had a lot of fun at that. I bet you Don Shropshire was very, very, very good friend of yours. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember Mr. Shropshire? No. He oh. ran TMC. Then he had the bow tie. That's him. Oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. He's he's the one that started TMC when it was a little nothing and grew it into what it is today. I mean, well, Don you know, Shropshire the, is a great The guy. woman that donated the land to TMC, she says as long as it's flat, when, and I want to make sure that it doesn't go up two or three or four stories high because I love the mountains. So they signed a deed that will never grow two or three or four steps uh, uh, up because, well, she's gone. But that was yeah, a long time. Yeah, because now it's two or th- now it's four stories. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. So, Small world, yes. And, and, and you're all, you were also, oh, we got to take a break? Oh, we have so much to talk about. All right, folks, 
we got to take a break. Stick around because we have a lot more fun old Tucson stories with our friend Austin Agrin, and we'll be right back. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstein. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. Yes, sir, we are. And one of the things that makes this community so gosh darn wonderful are the people on whom we stand on their shoulders. Right. And one of those folks is Austin Agron, who is uh, truly a Tucson icon, uh, one of the most well-known business people uh, of his day, uh, very philanthropic, had uh, catchphrases. He, he was like, before branding became a big thing, he was out there branding Tucson and branding uh, the business community. So, Austin, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Nice to have me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so, good. So I got to ask you a question. That's what happens when you do live radio. Yeah, yes. well, it's okay. okay. You, uh, it, it endears us to you and no, our audience. No, you're to good. You. So uh, your yeah. catchphrase uh-huh. is "That's a Ganga," right? And so earlier in the show we were talking about you. Well, I, here. I just have to say this because we only have about ten minutes left, and I'm, I would I just have to tell you, Austin, I was always jealous because you had the coolest mattress forts on your TV commercials. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, a, you know, uh, ten stories high on a pile of mattresses, and I'm like. Man, that would be so cool. <laughs> yes, we had fun. And uh, one of the things I used to do, I used to sell uh, peanuts and Coke uh, at a high quarter field. Fred and I did that, too, uh, when we when, were kids. Uh, when you were a kid, you did that? When I was a kid in 1948, yeah, going to High. What, what's interesting is that our dad made us fill up the cups full of ice, too, to yes. get to the top. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he Isn't did, it funny how the city still runs in a deficit because we're serving too much soda at the baseball game? Yeah, not enough ice. Right. I was proud to have the job, and uh, that's when the Cleveland Indians were here in 1948. And to make a long story short, uh, the uh, owner of the Cleveland Indians, his name was Bill Beck. And Bill Beck was a Marine during World War II. He had his leg shot off, so he's only had one leg. Well, I came up to him one time, and I said, Sir, can I ask you a personal question, and it's none of my business. I know your whole life history, and I know that you only have one leg, and you were shot up during the war. He was in the Marines. And I see that your pants leg, you have your pants leg up with a wooden leg. Uh, it's a wood. It, it's not the regular leg. And he said, Son, I'll be honest with you. When the Arizona sun hits my wooden leg, it just makes me feel great. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. Wow. That was a time when Bob Feller was here, uh, pitching to Luke Easter, uh, was on uh, first base. Al Rosen was playing, the Jewish kid we always called him, uh, was playing third base. Uh, and it, it was quite an education for me uh, to work at High Court Field. Tucson has always been a great baseball town. 
is yeah. hopefully one day we'll get baseball back in Tucson. I know, I know Mike Fader is working on the the Mexican baseball. But, I hope so. But we get, need it. To get Major League Baseball back in Tucson, in addition to the great U of A teams, it, it would be a great thing. I, I wanted to ask you a question though, sure. because you're you you're one of the original guys that based their marketing campaigns on a catchphrase. Right. And everybody in the 70s and 80s, 90s, that's a ganga, that's a ganga. Everybody knew when someone said that's a ganga and it was part of our vernacular, they knew exactly who said it. It was kind of like it was kind of like Gordo's Mexicateria. Do you really like do you like chimichangas? Do you really like Do you really like chimichangas? How did you where did you come up with a catchphrase, and, well, and I, how did you have the sense to throw that out there, knowing that some people might think you're a little goofy, but you laughed all the way to the I bank? I was goofy, how, right. How did you figure that I out? I was doing a radio uh, broadcast from the store, a live broadcast. Uh, it was on K-House Radio. K-House. Uh, K-House. Uh, Jim Sloan was the owner. Uh, Sonny Jim Arnold was the announcer <laughs> there. Uh, Sonny Jim Arnold. <laughs> and, that, and I'm telling you, that was a long time ago. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, bar- ganga in Spanish means bargain. So the the, um, the the announcer was Bobby D. Myers was his name, and Bobby said, well, "Why don't you say and neighbor? That's a ganga because ganga in Spanish means bargain in your bargain center." So I said it, and I catched on, and uh, which is a, a funny story. Yeah. It's a it's a great story. Because you're, because you know, we have guys in Tucson now, like Chris Edwards uh-huh. at Tucson Appliance, and folks that, you know, Chris dresses up like the Hulk, or he pretends he's in a the Olympics. He does all these crazy things. I don't want to interrupt you, but I used to do business with his dad. Yeah, okay, he was a great guy, Billy Edwards. Yeah, Bill Edwards. Did you know Billy? I did. I so I bought a lot of appliances from Billy, and a funny story about Billy: he had a slot machine in his office. And it would only take dimes. Whenever I'd go see him, I'd open up the drawer, take all the dimes out of his drawer, put it in his slot machine. I never won, but Billy would call me up maybe the next day or something and says, Austin, did you steal all my dimes? <laughs> and it was Billy Edwards. Yes, uh, Chris, I, I, I bought a lot of punches for my house from Chris. Yeah, yes. yeah, the good stuff. But Chris has kind of taken your... You know that 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 start of here's a guy selling a commodity, and how am I going to differentiate myself from these other big boxes? And he's kind of made this crazy persona. And I've been out with Chris in public, and people see him and they're like, "Hey, there's that guy. I love him." You know, and you must have gotten that all through the Probably '70s so. and '80s. Well, and- I took it. I took a course one time from Dale Carnegie. And the instructor, and I'll never forget it as long as You're I not live. that old, are you? I'm not. I, I mean, Dale Carnegie had long been gone, no, right? I know it. I'll be 84 <laughs> next week, by the way, on May the 18th. Anyway, he said to me, and I'll never forget it, as long as people are talking about you, good or bad, they remember you. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like me when I was breaking lamps. They didn't like me. Uh, well, you remember can't, that? You can't, yeah, like, he, you just can't like, like everybody. Right. You know? But um, as long as they're talking about you, good or bad, you got a winner. And when you're talking about breaking lamps, yes. you would literally stand there on your commercials. No, 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 no. Not stand. Oh, that's no, true. No, no, no. You just like like a bull in a china shop running through the store going, this <laughs> well, is something, this is this, and it's throwing it over here. Have you got time to let me tell you? Sure. What, no, what story? Let's hear uh, it. And it's all on Channel 9. Um, they had 
got a, a sponsor called Vita Shower. It's a portable shower. It, workers out in the field would need a shower, so they took a shower. Uh, it was a 13-week contract, and they ran out to 13 weeks. They didn't want to throw away this shower. Now, at that time, uh, a guy by the name of Frank Khalil and Jake Jacobson had a show on Channel 9 called Monday, uh, called Morning Bingle. And you got your bingo cards at the grocery store. Well, they had they had the shower, and, they, and Frank says the first person that calls up Channel Nine, we're going to give him the we're going to give him the shower. Well, I called up. I was the first one. He called me back. He said, "Could you use? Could you bring old clothes, and we'll give you the shower live on TV?" I said, "Oh, come on!" So I did it. And I said to Jake, I said, by the way, can I advertise? Can I spend some money? He says, yeah, as long as you got money. I said, I do. He said, well, why don't you bring them some furniture down, and we'll do a live commercial. Well, we took three rooms of furniture. We put it outside, and I'm pitching the living room, the bedroom, dining set, 50 silverware. You got 400 pieces, all for $399. When I said $399, there was some wind that came and knocked the lamps off. No way. And they broke. Yeah. And it was all outside now. It wasn't inside. But well, we had more comments on that broken lamps. And he says, Austin, you broke the lamps. Jake says, Jake Jacobson says, why don't we cut a commercial? And I say, well, how about the lamps? And Jake will say, they're free. And we'll throw them down. <laughs> they don't cost nothing. Right. Well, we, we ran that commercial probably maybe two or 3,000 times. One time, I had a woman call me up at the store and said, Austin, how did you ever get back to Bargain Center so quick? I said, well, ma'am, I have a helicopter. And the helicopter landed on Channel 9 roof and got me to the store. She said, I just saw you breaking those lamps. She said, could you hold them for me? I'm not going to tell her it was a tape. Sure. And, you know. And yeah, look, yeah, I'll hold no. them right here for you. I got plenty. And we still have people oh, walking awesome. inside. Wherever I go, uh, every once in a while, and I, I was in the Air Force. I've been all over the world, and I've had people in London and Rome, even in Tokyo, come up to me that knows who I am and says, Hey, Gong, are you still breaking lamps? <laughs> and funny That's story. Awesome. That's awesome, Austin. Listen, we've run out of time. Oh. And we really, really appreciate you coming on the show. We'd love to have you back. Anytime. Yeah. My time is yours. We'll absolutely uh, have you back. I still volunteer at TMC. I volunteer at, uh, at the VA hospital. And uh, anytime. My time is yours. Well, we appreciate that a ton. And it's great to see. You're, you said your birthday is May 18th? May 18th. You'll be this 84? Week. 84, yes. My little guy is going to be 12 on May 18th. What? Really? Yeah, same birthday. Famous people were born on May the 18th. <laughs> Austin Agard and Larry Ronson. That's right. I love it. Yeah, yes. Larry Larry walks around breaking stuff at your oh, house, Oh, boy. Too. Let's not talk about that, right? <laughs> he, maybe we need to put him in a commercial. Folks, thanks for tuning in to the Fred and Jeff Show. We really appreciate it. This week, we're going to give away a dozen roses from Mayfield's Florist. So the first person to call the number at 751-1041 will get a dozen roses from Mayfield's Florist, courtesy of the Fred and Jeff Show and our friend Austin Agrin. And uh, Austin, what do you say to our folks? And neighbor, that's a gonga. <laughs> folks, we'll see you next week here with more on. Here with more on.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.